Peter. Chapter 5, I'm so glad you're here. We're in February now, if you can believe it. And um, um, it's good to see you in the house continuing uh, to come. Stay consistent this year. Um, You've heard us say many times, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Amen? And um, it's good to be off to a good start. Uh, How we start um, helps us and has a lot to do with our lives and what we see in our lives. Um, But uh, it's what we continue in that makes us better. And uh, today I want to minister a message I I think um, is relevant, if I can use that word, um, relevant to our lives, relevant to our situations. It usually doesn't matter what we're going through, whether we're on the mountain or in the valley. Um, I think that this message will hit home for us. In 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, starting with verse 6, says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And I want to focus on verse 7 here, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I've, I've recognized this in life, um, that when something is beyond your control or beyond your ability, I guess I could say, um, you have to transfer it to someone or something else. Um, I uh, am not good with cars. Um, I can drive them. That's probably about it. Uh, it, when it comes to fixing them or even knowing uh, what is going on with a vehicle, um, I have to get help. And I've got uh, my main man over here, Pastor Caleb. He is my personal mechanic. Uh, he has helped me uh, multiple times, and he actually just recently took a job as an automotive mechanic. And, 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 and there have been times where I've had to go to him and say, uh, you know, have that conversation that you have with the mechanic. It's making a noise. <laughs> right? All I got is a sound for you, man. Uh, I, I might be doing good if I can tell you what it feels like, uh, but usually it's a noise. Usually it's a squeaking or a grinding or a cranking, or uh, maybe it's not making anything at all. Maybe it's just the fact that this car isn't making any noise, and it should be. Uh, you know, that's about as far as I can get. Um, but... If you need help with your iPhone um, or your iPad uh, or your computer, uh, I'm their man. I can help you there. And, um, you, you know, usually I don't have to make phone calls with those things. Usually I don't have to get somebody else in the picture. Um, usually I, I can figure it out, um, and, and really all I do is I just troubleshoot things until something finally works. Uh, uh, you know, for some reason here we... Every Monday morning, the devil likes to visit us on morning, Monday morning. Don't think just because we're a church and because we're pastors, we don't have the same Mondays y'all have. Okay, we're in here taking care of business, and Internet doesn't want to work. Printers don't want to print. Uh, you know, uh, whatever the problem is, uh, you know, we have the same difficulties that you do. And, uh, you know, so uh, Monday mornings I usually become like the Wi-Fi mechanic, or the printer troubleshooter, uh, you know, whatever it is. I see frustrated faces when I walk in the door. I already know something ain't printing, 
Somebody's computer ain't working. Somebody's not able to get online. What is it? Let's figure it out. I know my strengths, okay? I, I, I know what I can fix, and I know what I can handle, uh, and I know what I can't. And um, I believe that this is the key to life. I believe this is the key uh, to living as believers. He says here in verse 7, let's throw that back up there, casting, that means a letting go of or a separating from um, or uh, getting out of your hands, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. It says, for he cares for you. This is why you ought to cast your care on God, because he's qualified to handle it. Let me say that again. You cast your care on God because he's qualified to handle it. Now, if I do have an issue, uh, you know, with one of these devices, I know who to call. Not the Ghostbusters. I know who to call. I know I've got Apple on speed dial, and uh, it's, it's really funny. Uh, when they get me on the phone, because just in my terminology and in my conversation, they already know I've already moved down to step five for them. I had an issue one day, uh, and you know, technically, you know, typically they start off with this: Is the device on? Did you power on the device? It, it's funny to me that that's even a question they have to ask. Until I talked to my mom one day. I, I bought her an iPad uh, uh, for her birthday one year. And um, that was probably one of the longest uh, conversations I've ever had in my life. It took us 30 minutes to figure out how to turn the device on uh, and, and get it set up. So the question's in there. But when they talk to me, I just go ahead and let them know, look, I've done this, 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 this. And this, I already know you're going to have me walk through those steps. And just by my terminology and the way that I sound as I'm explaining it, they know what they they know that I know what I'm talking about. So they just move on past that. Usually, it ends up like this: uh, you you've done everything we would do. Just send the thing on back, and we'll get you a new one. That's, that's typically where it goes. But I call them why? Because they're qualified. They're qualified. They know the product. They know the very thing that I'm having an issue with, and they know how to take care of or handle the issue that I'm having. You know when we get in the most trouble is when we try to hang on to things that we ought to be letting go of. We're talking about cares this morning. The title of my message is simply this, learn to lean. Learn to lean. And I think that our lives would be a lot smoother and a lot easier and, and would go a lot better if we knew when to cast things and when we shouldn't. Now, this is funny to me uh, because he says, cast your care upon him, right? Casting all your care. Notice he doesn't say cast your hurt, cast your pain, cast your sickness. He says cast the care of the hurt, of the pain, of the sickness of the financial situation, of the marital problem that you're having, uh, of, 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 of whatever it is in your life. He doesn't say cast the thing. He says cast the care of the thing. Number one, he's already taken care of the thing. 
Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. All I need to do is just get the situation in the right hands. But Jesus has taken care of everything you will ever go, go through on the cross. The Bible tells us that Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. He's sitting down. He ain't working anymore. He's finished. Your, your, your situation, your circumstance is a done deal. He has taken care of it. So this is really the problem that we have is the care of the thing actually can do more damage in our life than the thing itself. The devil is defeated. He has been whipped, stripped, and beaten. He has been defeated. He is under our feet. The Bible makes it very clear that we are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. But where we get in trouble is caring about things that are already finished. And he says, cast your care upon him. Because we need to recognize this, that God can do something with my cares that I can't. See, you, you, you let go of things and you, you delegate things to somebody else because they can do a better job of it, job with it than you can. If I got under my car and started loosening up bolts and started ripping stuff out, uh, I would be in a mess of trouble. I would, it, it probably would never get put back. I would destroy the very thing I would make the problem worse. And I think a lot of times we make problems worse because we're caring about things that God has already said, cast the care of it to me. Why? Because I can handle it. I'm qualified. I'm the technician. Call upon me and I will answer, his word says. He is qualified to take care of it. And so we, we, we find out that it's the care of the thing that really destroys us, not even the thing itself. It's not the sickness that's going to beat you. It's your care about the sickness. It's not the marital problem that you're going through. It's your care about it. It's not the financial struggle you're going through. It's the care about it. It's the caring that is, is, is destroying us. Now, this word care means this. this might, you might find this interesting. The word care means this, a distraction. It means to be divided or distributed. The word care means a distraction. This is in the Greek now. The word care means a distraction. It means to be divided or distributed. I heard someone make this statement just within the last week, I think it was. They said, I wonder how many Christians are tithing their joy to the devil. I wonder how many Christians are giving up something to the enemy that he has no problem having anything to do with. I wonder how many cares we keep that we are to be casting. And I want to talk today about casting our cares. I want to talk about how do we let go of cares and, and, and the distractions. And, 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 and look, here's the thing, guys, is that just by the fact that you're carrying about it means that you're being distracted from what we should be focused on. That if that thing is taking my care and taking my attention, that means that I'm not able to focus on what I should be focusing on. In fact, Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13 uh, in verse 22, Matthew 13 verse 22, this is 
uh, the parable of the sower, and Jesus is talking about the word, the word of God being sown. And he talks about it landing, the seed of the word of God, landing on four different kinds of soil. And in verse 22, it says this, now he who received seed, everyone say received, he received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. He heard the word. The word came. It wasn't that there was a lack of word in his life. It wasn't that he wasn't going to church. It wasn't that he wasn't hearing God. It wasn't that he wasn't submitted to a pastor. But he heard the word and the, what's that word? Cares. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. Unproductive. We're not producing in our lives. We're unfruitful in our lives because we are distracted. The word of God came. The word of God was received. The word of God was heard. But then I got distracted and I began to care about something. And it pulled me away from the very thing that could change my situation. Do you believe the word of God is powerful? Do you believe the word of God can change things? Yeah, but what happens is, is we allow our cares to distract us from the word that can change. And in, uh, uh, what, what happens is, is, in essence, we try to change it ourselves. Because when you carry the care, you carry the responsibility of changing the situation. And you were never designed to change it. That's why his word came. His word came so that it could become fruitful become productive and change the situation that we're caring about. And this is what happens. When we care about what we can't change, we become careless with what we can change. When we care, when we divide our attention and become distracted and try to carry a care in our life that we've been commanded to cast upon God, then we, we, actually, we actually become careless with the very thing that we actually have in our hands. The very thing that we can change, we become careless with. The word of God, we, it now uh, uh, isn't able to produce in our life because we have been distracted and divided in our attention rather than focused. But yet, if we can cast the care and give our attention to the word, then the word would actually bring the change in our lives for the thing that we've been caring about. Are you following me this morning? It's important that we, uh, we, we be careful not to become careless. That what we should be caring about is how is the word going to transform my situation? I don't have the power. I, I, I don't have the authority. Uh, but God's word does in my life. And so if I will give God's word the attention that it needs, then the very thing that I'm caring about and worrying about and being distracted with will change because God's word can change it. If we're not careful, we'll become careless. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, uses a different word for care. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, 
says this, be anxious for nothing. That word anxious is the word worry. And the word worry in the Greek means this. It might sound familiar. It means to divide into two parts. To divide into two parts. And James tells us that a double-minded man, a double-minded man is unfruitful. See, when, when, when you try to give attention to God's word and attention to the situation, now we run into a problem. Now we are caring for something that we should be casting. Now we're caring for something that we should be casting upon the Lord. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. By prayer and supplication. What's that doing? That's putting it in the hands of the one who can change it. When I'm praying, I'm not enacting my power. I'm enacting God's power on my behalf. You see what I'm doing? See, he says with prayer and with thanksgiving. So supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. And then what happens? And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. What I've just done, I've gotten rid of caring and I've started casting. I've stopped caring, and I've started casting. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't care. Come on, tell them. Say, I don't care. I don't care. Why? Because I'm casting, casting. I'm casting my cares. I'm casting my worries. I'm casting my anxiety. Because it's not the thing that's going to defeat you. It's your care about the thing that will defeat you. It's not the marital issue that's going to defeat you. It's the care about it. It's not the the hurt and the pain that that person caused in your life. It's the care about it. But when we give our cares, cast our cares to God, he actually has the power to change the very situation that we're caring about. So I want to get you four keys real quick. Four keys to casting. Four keys to casting. Number one is correct. Correct. Correct what? I believe that one of the major things that we have to correct in our lives when there are cares and anxieties and worries is our perspective. We've got to correct our perspective. Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things. Seek means to be focused or fixed. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite of worry, being divided. It's the exact opposite of caring. Are we caring or are we seeking? He says to seek those things which are above where Christ is. Why can God handle your cares? Because he's seated in a place where he can handle it differently. He sees it differently. I can pop the hood of my engine and I see a mess. And, and, and Pastor Caleb can pop, pop the hood of the same engine, and he can see how to fix it. I see a problem, and he sees a solution. Same situation, different response. Come on now. Seek 
those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Why is that important? At the right hand of the Father, the right hand of a king is a position of authority. All the authority and the power that the king delegates is handed to the right hand. So Jesus has the authority and the power to change the very situation that you're going through. Seated at the right hand of God. Watch this, verse 2. Set. Set your mind. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. You have the responsibility to set your mind. You set your mind. What's that mean? I'm choosing to see it from God's perspective rather than my perspective. I'm going to look at this situation the way God sees it, not just the way I see it. I'm, I'm hurting. Uh, I'm in pain. Uh, this sickness is going through my body. Uh, I'm under this financial pressure. But I'm going to see it the way God sees it. I'm going to set my mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. If you're going to see the answer, you're going to have to see it differently. Because how you see changes what you see. How you see changes what you see. The very thing that's in front of me, this this issue, this problem, this circumstance, this situation, is going to change by the way that I see it, if I can see it in line with what God says. What does God say about your situation? What does his word say? We just saw in Matthew 13 that it's important for us to hear the word and receive the word. But what happens is, is we hear and we receive. We come here on Sunday morning and then we walk right back out the door and we're dealing with the same issue and the same frustration and the same situation. And we still continue to see it the way that we saw it before we walked in here. But you should be coming in here and getting a new lens and a new perspective. And you should walk out of here rejoicing, saying, God, Thank you for opening my eyes and allowing me to see that situation the way you see that situation. I want to see a solution rather than a problem. We've got to correct our perspective. Number two, we've got to allow. We've got to allow. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. This is, if you read the whole chapter, he's, actually dealing with worry. This is where he talks about do not worry about what you will eat or what you'll drink or what you'll wear. Don't, don't, don't be concerned or care. Uh, don't divide your mind about daily life. And then he ends it with this in verse 33. Matthew 6, verse 33, he says, But seek. Everyone say seek. Again, that's being focused. You can't seek if you're unfocused. You're not very good at finding stuff if you're always getting distracted. Squirrel. Not the kind of dog you want. This is my hunting dog. Squirrel. Right? You're not very good seeker if you're always distracted. But he says seek. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. I love that he says first. It's almost, you know, kind of like a joke. Like, 
you seek me first, and then I'll let you go seek everything else. But what I think he's really talking about is priority. And he's helping us recognize that if you'll seek him first, you'll discover that's all the seeking you'll ever have to do. (laughs) If you'll just seek me, you'll be done seeking, is what he's saying. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then watch this. And all these things will be added to you. See, we got to allow God to do his part. We have to allow God to do his part. You've got to understand in life as a believer, there's your part and then there's God's part. You've got to understand it. And if I will do my part, he will do his part. Uh, I've kind of been on this kick recently with Gideon because I just love the fact, I just love the statement that he wasn't looking for Gideon's power. He was looking for his obedience. Because if you'll bring your obedience, God will bring his power. In essence, what he's saying here is you do the seeking. I'll do the adding. Leave that part up to me is what he's saying. Let me be me. Let God be God. Let God do what he does and you do what you do. Allow God. You see, if, if, if I call Pastor Caleb over to my house tonight and say, look, I'm having an issue with my uh, radiator, just because I know that's an issue that we've had recently. And, and, and so I say, hey, man, can you come help me? He says, yeah, sure, I'll come over. And then I keep pushing him out of the way and, and, and keep trying to unscrew things and trying to keep work on things rather than, no, I have sought the one that has the answer. Now I'm just going to let him get up under the hood and say, hey, what, you want some pizza? You want some soda? You want some Gatorade? What, what you need, man? And I'll do my part. I'll let him do his part, and we'll get somewhere a lot quicker. Right? I'm doing the seeking. He's doing the adding. You're doing the seeking. God's doing the adding. How many times are we trying to add when we ought to be seeking? How many times are we caring when we ought to be casting? Got to learn to lean. So we've got to correct our perspective. We've got to allow God to do his part. Number three, submit. Submit. This is a big one. You've got to submit. Trusting means submitting. If you're going to cast your cares, then we ought to be in submission to the one that we're casting them to. When he directs us to do this, we do it. When he directs us to do that, we do it. Could you imagine if you casted your cares on God and then he's telling you how to fix the situation and you are stubborn and you don't want to do what he's telling you to do? So we've got to submit. James chapter 4, James chapter 4, and verse 7, says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We love that second half. Man, if I resist the devil, he'll flee. I've got I to gotta resist him. I've got my resistors up. I'm, I'm fighting the devil. I'm fighting him off. I'm resisting him. He has to flee. And we forget the first part. Therefore, Submit to God. Submitting to God and resisting the devil are the same position. When I'm submitted to God, I'm resisting the enemy off of my situation. It's the same thing. I'm in submission and I'm resisting all at the same time. It's not two different things. 
If you want to get the enemy off of your situation, if you want to resist the devil, you're going to have to submit to God's word. You're going to have to submit. Casting your cares comes with trusting. But I can't trust in what I'm not submitted to. I can't trust in what I'm not submitted to. So if you want God to be in charge, that means you must be in submission. If you want God to be in charge, you must be in submission. You must be under his authority. You must be uh, submissive to his will and to his way. If we're going to cast our cares and trust him, then we've got to submit to him. And the last one that I have is trust. We've got to correct. We've got to allow. We've got to submit. And lastly, we've got to trust. We've got to trust that he cares about our cares. We've got to trust that he can handle what we're casting him. We've got to trust him. We've got to trust in him. If we're going to cast our cares, we've got to trust in our God. Amen. When you trust God, you care less. When you trust God, you'll find yourself caring less. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we are careless. That means I'm going to take care of what I can take care of. And you're going to take care of what you can take care of. And this is how we cast our cares. We correct. We allow. We submit. And we trust. And when we live our life this way, we are casting our cares on God. Chase, Lisa, if y'all come up. We're casting our cares on God. I don't know what you're going through today. I, I, I don't know what is draining you, pulling you. But I just have one question this morning. I just have one question this morning. Are we caring or are we casting? we got to learn to lean. There's times where you can't do it all. There's times where you can't handle it by yourself. There's times where you don't have all the answers. I don't think that we have a problem recognizing those moments. Sometimes I think we just have a problem casting the cares. Casting the cares. With every head bowed, with every eye closed. If that's you this morning, if that's you this morning, and there are cares that you know you haven't casted, if there's cares that you know you haven't let go of, just raise your hand real quick. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for you this morning. Just put your hand in the air. You've got cares and you know you know, I, I've been trying to, 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 to care for that thing. I've been trying to do it myself. I, I know God can handle it, but I've been trying to figure it out. There's the hands. That's all right. Keep those hands up because you're going to make a declaration this morning. 
keep the hand up because you're going to make a declaration with me this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, first of all, I thank you for every individual in this house. Father, I thank you that you care. (laughs) You care. We serve a God that cares. Sometimes it just helps to know that somebody cares. But God, you are the one that actually can fix what we care about. So this morning, Father, we're going to exercise our casting. We're going to exercise our ability to let go. We're going to exercise our ability to cast our cares upon you. We're going to exercise the opportunity to let go of the things that we've been holding on to. We know you have the answers. We know you're the healer. We know you're the restorer. We know you're the the, the, uh, redeemer. We know you're the one that has the answers. And so we lean on you this morning. Every person that has their hand up wants you to say this with me. Say, Father, come on, say, Father, I ask you for forgiveness for not casting and instead caring. And this morning, I cast that care. I cast that worry. I'm no longer distracted. But I get focused. I get focused on you. I get focused on your word. I get focused on the answer. Help me see the solution in the midst of the problem. Help me see the answer in the midst of the problem. And Father, I will give you all the glory. I will give you all the praise. Because I cast my care upon you. Now thank you. Now thank you. Father, we thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you can take care of us. We thank you that you have the answers. We rejoice that we will see the answer. Because we cast our cares upon you. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today that you are the giver of life. We thank you today that you have the answer. We thank you today that we'll see your kingdom come. We'll see your will be done. Because we allow our perspective to be changed. We allow you to do your part as we submit and do our part. And we trust that we will see the answer and the outcome you have promised us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Our ushers are moving now.